Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Like a Day School podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, and we got uh, most of the gang here with us today. We got Vinny. Yo. And we got Patrick. Yeah. And we got no one else. I lied. We don't have most of the gang with us. So, as we mentioned last week, we're still missing Ben. Um, he's got some personal affairs to tend to this week as well. Um, so different affairs than last out. week, sort of. Do what? It was going to be different affairs than last week, but then it turned into the same stuff. Yeah, more or less. So, um, we'll let him choose to talk about those if, if he, you know. If he wants to when he gets back. For now, personal affairs. Um, also, sadly, we do not have Marina with us, but we couldn't make him a staple member of the podcast due to his schedule. So, whenever he's available, he will be with us. He'll be like the recurring cast member that's there when he's free. He's the fan favorite side character. Yeah, he's a fan favorite side like character. Like Roy Mustang. There we go. So, everyone loves Marino. Yeah. Um, hashtag check out the Free Flow Show. We've endorsed their podcast a million times. Yeah, really? <laughs> so, before I jump into something real quick, uh, Vinny, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Are I'm laughing really? at a, a story uh, that Fire is telling me. Oh, Fire's awake, I see. Yeah. <laughs> We will be talking about Fire uh, when we get to the games we've been playing, because we got to talk about a game we played last night, Patrick. Patrick, Ar- me and him. Yeah, that was fun. We'll that get, was, we'll get sh- to that that was terrible. That was that was literally a <laughs> shit show. I decided to go to bed before this happened, so I made the correct decision. Yeah, Vinny made the correct decision. Um, yeah. Although I ended up not being able to fall asleep for a few hours after I left. Yeah, that's normal though. Yeah. So, Patrick, I would ask how you're doing, but I know how you're doing, and I know what your response will be. Um, ask It'll anyway. be something to do with 16 naked cowboys. No, nah, that's Marino. He's Damn the it. one that goes there. He's <laughs> the one with that. Yeah. I just want so, speaking of my desk. So then, real quick, before we jump into our topics, I want to touch on something real quick. Um, a couple episodes ago, I think it was episode three, we were talking about the digital gaming and the max storage for the ps4 and xbox one <clears throat> and we we unintentionally provided some false information on that um back then we had said that the max internal was two terabytes and the max external was i think four terabytes at the time something like that yeah. um as it turns out that is not the truth uh that a, over a year ago that was still true but there was a patch last year that like in 2017, um, that made it to where for the PS4, max internal is 8 terabytes and max external is 8 terabytes. So you can do both. Have an 8 terabyte internal drive and an 8 ter- terabyte external drive and have 16 gigs total. Same thing with the Xbox One, kind of. You can actually have two external 8 terabytes hooked up to the Xbox One and get a combined 16 terabytes as well. So... Both ends that has been fixed um, for a while now. We just uh, unintentionally provided false information. <laughs> well, we didn't know at the time that it was wrong, so. Yeah. I just want to clarify that for anyone who was following that, like, to the T. I don't want to provide false information if we can help it. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Go and get yourself an 8-terabyte hard drive for your PS4. You can fit all your games on it. Seagate oh. is the one we should go with. Yeah, that one's a good one. There's a You can get a Seagate 8-terabyte internal external hard drive on Amazon for, I think it's like 150 bucks. 
Uh, it was on sale, so I don't know how much it originally goes for. I think I might have like roughly around that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, I I don't think it was on sale. I think that's just a normal price. No, it was there was money knocked off it because I was looking at it and it was okay. knocked off. And remember, I was having that debate with you. About yeah, it, I remember that. If I should get it or not. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, with that out of the way, Vinny, anything else? You want to say you've been adding so much to this. I don't know why I'm calling you out individually. I just feel like it. It's because everybody loves to pick on me. Because <laughs> you're short. Just <laughs> That's too long for a TM. Yeah, that is too long for the trademark, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into some topics. So, Patrick, uh, you got something interesting to start us off here today. <laughs> yeah, Sony says, fuck you, E3, we're skipping you uh, in 2019, which that's going to leave a big gap for E3, even though mm-hmm. Sony was kind of a, a little bit of a shit show 2018. We, we all watched it. It, was, uh, it wasn't very good at all. It had The Last of Us Part Two, and that's the only thing I remember they had. <laughs> Oh, well, they did have Resident. They showed off like a little bit of Resident Evil like remake. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts three, and yeah. Spider Man. But Xbox also showed. had Kingdom Hearts three, almost yeah, identical they trailer. Sh- they showed different trailers for every single like thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they apparently I'm trying to see what this article says. Yeah, they're skipping E three. They're tr- they're ditching the traditional booth press conference, and which will you know probably. Have probably a big impact, like negative wise, for E3 because a lot of people are Sony fanboys and go there for like, see what Sony has. Well, but, Sony's uh, always been a really, really good, or always had really, really good presentations for E3. Like, not the best, but a lot of times they were better than Xbox, except for that one year. <laughs> they were they they destroyed Xbox that year. <laughs> yeah, they said they're not gonna participate. At E3 2019, I'm going to be like exploring new and familiar ways to engage with our community in 2019, but we can't share those plans with you. Okay. So, I didn't actually know that they were ditching the booth as well. They're just not going to have any presence at E3. That's like weird. Like even Nintendo has booths and shit set up, even mm-hmm. though they don't do the proper press conference, they just do a direct. So, seeing Sony ditch everything altogether, what the hell are they thinking? Are they going to just do something like Nintendo and have, you know, a, a live stream that people can see? Are they just going to not be anything at all whatsoever and just like, yeah, actually, we have no games to show off. We're, we're, Sony is shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I doubt they're the going to shut Sony down. They make too much money. We make too much off money. PlayStation. They probably lost too much money. <laughs> What did they lose money on, though? I don't know. I just remember they lost money at the Like, PS3. isn't Spider-Man a PS4 exclusive? Yes, it is. Yeah. So they made a shit ton of money off of that, didn't they? I granted, yeah. Marvel made more because licensed property, but still. I don't know. I don't know if that's a prime example, but, I mean, just selling the consoles alone for shit tons. Yeah. Well, I think like, another thing with skipping E3 is that uh, three, like, pretty much three out of their four games that they showed... Uh, this E3, they don't have release dates yet. 
which is Death Stranding, yeah. The Last of Us 2, and Ghost Shishuma, that weird uh, samurai game that we saw. And what the hell are they going to do? What, what do you think people would say when they just reshow more content to those three games? They're going to bitch and complain. It's like, where's the new stuff? We want something new. You already showed us this. Yeah. Yeah. And but you would think they'd have something new to show. Something. And you would think. I, but apparently okay. not, maybe. So I'm a lot more patient than a lot of people I know. So I'd be fine with just more, like, more trailers for shit that I'm excited for. Like The Last <laughs> of Us Part 2. I'd and be willing to put up with just more trailers for that. Right now. Do, they can do what PlayStation 5 do too well. They have all these new games that are coming out later in 2019 or maybe even further past that little bit. So trying to drop an announcement of PlayStation 5 is like, oh yeah, there's also these new, brand new PS4 games. A bunch of them coming out uh, around the same time as PS5. It's like, no, you don't do that. Well, typically mm-hmm. when they announce a new console, it's another year or two before it actually releases. Usually. But still knowing that. Because, like, once people hear about that, they're like, nope, nope, not buying any more PS4 games. Nope, nope, we gotta save <laughs> for this. Nope, 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 not buying any more games. Many people, people still like bought that. Wii U games after the Switch was announced. Granted, it did... 1% of the population. It, it was the Wii U. It didn't sell a lot to begin with, but there were still games being sold. A very, very small fan base for it. Also, they they skipped this year's uh, PlayStation experience too. Yeah, they are. It's like they're not even. They be do there. that every year, but they they've missed. They're missing this year's so PlayStation what experience the as well. Fuck, are they thinking? Are they like I don't closing know. off all communication with their fans or something? No, they have. I they have. Can't wait, and they have uh, familiar and new ways to engage with the community. They just can't share it with you. Familiar and new ways. Supposedly, this is pointing to them releasing the PS or announcing the PS5, but like that doesn't. I I doubt it. How does this point? How does them skipping this year point to them announcing a console next year? Who's well, done but, that? Nobody. Well, but they're, they're, means they're going to be spending a lot of time on it. No, go to E3, show off some more Death Stranding, show off some more of the other games. The problem like, with that though is I previously said I can hear Bob. He was like, "Well, you could just skip Sony. It's the same, the same thing as last year. They didn't show anything new. They show like one new thing. We just kept replaying trailers. So who cares?" But there's gonna be more, more people that would want to see those trailers, like, or more of those trailers or something like, like say for example for me, I guess, um, like I'm waiting on Metroid Prime Four. If they showed just a teaser again at E3 or something, I'd still be okay with that. Because at least it's something, you know, Metroid Prime 4. At least they haven't forgotten about it. That's just me specifically. Like, you're right, people are going to be bitching, or would be bitching, like, oh, we don't want the same old shit again. But at the same time, there's going to be more people that want to at least see them there. Like, they go to E3 for... So- there's a lot of people that go to E3 just for Sony, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, they, they could care less about EA, they could care less about Xbox or whatever. They go there for Sony. Sony's not going to be there. You know, so they like, have no oh. reason to go there. <laughs> if yeah. they're there for granted, one specific a ton of people company. I would imagine, but, you know, a fair amount. But it just, it, I don't I don't see how this points to them release or announcing a new console next year. Maybe that's just me failing to grasp that concept. But... There's not really any logic here, though. I mean... How could it? Who's done that in the past? Nobody. Who's missed a year of E3 just to announce a console next year? Nobody. Nobody's done something like that. In my mind, it's just ridiculous. 
it would be it would be perfectly fine if they went to E3 and showcased some more, like I mentioned, some more Death Stranding, some more of the Resident Evil stuff or something, and Last of Us 2. You know, whatever the games they showed last year, just show more of it, a little bit more. Doesn't have to be a lot, but just present something. Go and present something. Have a presence there. Your Sony's presence not being at E3 is really weird. Weird and, and, and definitely will have a negative impact. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, but apparently it makes sense to them, so I don't, it's just really weird. I, I'm just not following whatever logic they're using to to get to that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I fail to grasp the logic as well. I, I, I just, I may be stupid. I may not be seeing something, but I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, weird. Uh, we're just going to see what they happens later on, I guess. Yeah. Just have to wait and see Yeah. if they announce something ridiculous suddenly. Because at this rate, if they do this, E3 will probably be no more. Or it'll be very little. It'll just only be like live streams, and that's it. Yeah. Catching that 20 year, 10 years from now, it's like, oh yeah, just sit at your desk and just watch live streams, and that's it. There's no other thing to interact with, just live streams. I mean, that's what Nintendo does, kind of, except they have booths up. Yeah, yeah Nintendo still like, I mean, keep the booths up. I mean, like, nothing. There's, like, no booths. There's no convention. There's, like, oh, there's these streams, and uh, that's it. Here's yeah. a demo if you want to try it out, but that's it. A game that's not really important. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, like I said, I'm just not following Sony's logic of what is the point of skipping the C3. Skipping out. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is just lack of content, but, you know. I mean, like, I guess. I just went over, still. I already gone over that. It's like, just show the same stuff from last year then. Granted, yeah, a lot of people, people off, but. Yes, there will be people, the vocal minority, that are, like, super against them showing the same shit, but there are going to be as just as many, if not more, people like us that are, yeah, okay, I, I feel, I can feel this, I'm cool with this, mm-hmm. this is fine, as, more this shit about fine. a game I'm Burning exciting about. I'm excited that about burning in hell. This is fine. Can't hit this fucking fly. I saw that. You missed it. <laughs> it hurts so much. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Seems ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Jumping from Sony to Microsoft now, which is weird. We don't normally do this. <laughs> Microsoft is supposedly working on a digital only Xbox One system for a 2019 release. Um, based on a new report, Microsoft is working on an Xbox One system without a disk drive for 2019. According to reports, the digital-only device will carry a smaller price tag, possibly as low as 200 in an attempt to lower the cost of entry to the Xbox One family of systems. Uh, also, Microsoft will introduce a disk-to-digital program, which will allow players to trade their disks into participating retailers in exchange for a digital version of that game. Um, yeah. Here we go again. Round four of the fucking digital versus physical. Now, now they're really doing their, now they're really doing their digital only. Don't use your discs. Like, what is this? The end of the Xbox One's lifespan. And they're finally doing digital only. Like, see, we've had this argument, uh, you know, past couple episodes or a couple episodes ago, rather, about digital only gaming. 
I think having the option out there for a physical and digital-based console is fantastic. If you can get an Xbox One or Xbox One X, whatever this would be, if the, I, would, I would assume this would be an Xbox One X, but maybe it's not. It's probably going to be the X. Maybe one, two, or not. I mean, if it was the X, I could see it going for three hundred. You know, yeah, maybe list. that that would that would make more sense. But regardless, whatever it is, like. If you can get the console cheaper without having to buy physical games and you get them digitally, I'm okay with that because there are people that much more prefer digital gaming. Like, this would be perfect for them, of course, because you just download your games. They're all on a big-ass hard drive, which I'm assuming they would be smart and package that console with a 2-terabyte drive. I think it actually Um, says in the article we have here, what size they were thinking? I don't think it did. Um, uh, yeah, Microsoft I don't think it did. Sells for, okay, so those are the current ones. Yeah, no. yeah, those are the current the current sizes that Xbox sells them is five hundred one terabyte and two terabyte, and the two terabyte I believe is a more recent one. Um, I could be wrong, but regardless, like they would if they were smart, they'll put a two terabyte drive in this because it's all digital only. Having more um, space would be very nice. Yeah. And regardless, you can still buy yourself an eight gigabyte, eight gigabyte, yeah, eight terabyte external <laughs> eight hard drive and plug that in. Eight gigabyte boom, ain't gonna to cover go. shit. Yeah, eight gigabyte would be terrible. That's like fucking. It was great for. Yeah, like, no, that ain't gonna cover a save file. Well, no, eight gigabytes was the size of uh, Smash Bros. Brawl. Like, that's how small games were back then, just a few years ago. Well, ten years ago, I guess. But oh god, that was ten years ago. It was more than that, I think. I don't know, Brawl released in the States in 08. Okay, oh well, yeah, 10 years ago. Yep. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I like this concept. I like a digital-only Xbox One. I like the way the, you know, the, just the image they have in the article. Like, that just looks nice, like, without the disk drive and everything. Yeah, it doesn't look ter- um, doesn't look terrible, but uh, I'm still on the fence about Going digital only because I still prefer to hold a copy of the game in my hands. Yeah, as do I. Like I personally do like prefer the late Stan Lee is well. often quoted for. I don't know if he actually said it or not, but comic books. I like boobs. It's nice looking at one on a screen, but I'd much rather hold one in my hand. I'm pretty sure he said that. I think didn't he? I've never known if it was an actual quote or not, but I always found it funny. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, the same nice stands for me with hand, my games. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see the huge collection of digital, but I would much rather have a couple of games that I can show off the box oh, yeah. art, show off, just have in my hand. All of us here would. You know, we prefer physical gaming, but like I completely am down with being having a digital-only version of the console because... Like, there's people that don't want to collect those discs, that don't want, you know, to take up that space. They just rather have it all there. They also want to be lazy and not have to get up and switch every time they want to play a different game. Which, I mean, if you're, you know, across the room lying in bed, you don't want to get up, but you want to switch games. I understand that. Or if you're, like, bedridden and physically can't. Yeah. Ooh, that was a voice cracking. Yeah, and and also Discord bodying. Yeah. Um... But yeah. but yeah, like I, 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 I definitely, I can, get, I, I, I can definitely get behind this. Is we what keep I'm trying to say all of us can see the reasons for both sides. Yeah, the benefits. Like, there's no negative to this. I wouldn't say. Like, 
People that want it, they got it. People that don't, they don't have to get it. They already have their disc-based one, mm-hmm. most likely. And, like, the, if they were to act, because all this, you know, this isn't uh, confirmed necessarily. This is just reports um, from Thurot, I believe. I believe so. Um, see, that idea of trading in your discs to get a digital version of the game to put on there if you buy that... That, I think, is pretty cool because you don't have to go and pay full retail price for a digital version of the game. Like, you go right. a $60 you can take game, your you can go of the game that you already have. and Or or go and get, you know, a cheap copy off of uh, Craigslist or Let Go or something, you know. Yeah. 20 bucks for that disc. You take that, you go to GameStop or whatever store is going to be supporting that. I'm assuming that. GameStop will. It would not make sense for GameStop to not. You trade that in for a digital code. Since there they're you the go. like widest yeah. like, known about. Well, they, they'd rather give away codes and, and take the game and sell it themselves yeah. for their use. Like they'd rather do that. But stuff like that, like I, I like that. That if they do go through with something like that, then that's awesome. That's a smart way to go about it. You taking your discs and going swapping them out for code. You know, you want to go digital only. Well, there you go. You don't have to necessarily you know, deal with all that hassle anymore of, of all the extra cases and games uh-huh. if that's something that doesn't, you know, click with you. Because not everyone likes having the cases and games. Yeah. Not everyone has room for them. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a, a tiny apartment or a dorm room or something... You're not going to be able to hell, fit. Hell, you're in the military. There's people in the military that bring their games with them mm-hmm. and shit. You know, this would be perfect for someone like that because they load it up with all the games they're going to be playing. Yeah. They just grab their console and go. They don't have to have all their games with them, the discs in a folder or all the cases with them. They can just grab it and go. Yeah. So, and then you also don't have to worry about cases like before, my Mario Maker but... copy. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you couldn't do digital only before, but this you know would make more sense because this console will be smaller and lighter. It won't have a disc drive. It won't have any of that you know big bulky stuff. And I would imagine it'll be, it could be way slimmer. smaller because... It'll just have to have It would a probably hard drive look nicer on it. a shelf because of the potential smaller size. Right. Yeah. So all in all, I I think it's really interesting. Um if that does come to fruition, um I'd be very behind that. Or I can get behind that. I I like that concept a lot. It just it seems really, really smart to me to have the option there. If it was only that, then people would be upset because you know, want to have your games. Yeah. But the fact that it would be the an option, option is nice. nice. That's smart. I like that a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, we I keep accidentally talking over you. I'm sorry. Uh, we're doing it to each other. That's how podcasts work. Yeah. If we were... talk over each other, interchange. We're... The thing is, most people, when they try to talk over each other, we stop. But both of us, we just say fuck it and continue talking yeah. over each other. So uh, when, so when editing, you got to choose like, okay, whose is more important? <laughs> probably the or just let us talk over each other. I, I'm assuming that it's going to end up being the one that that flows better. Yeah, pretty much. Which and of in course, most cases you know, will be you because that, you already you guys started don't hear us talking over each other. Like right now, <laughs> you don't hear us as much. We don't edit our podcast. No, I don't spend you know hours editing it each week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on it, Patrick? Or did you already throw your thoughts in earlier? I don't remember. I didn't say anything during this topic. You're all rambling on about it. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on it? You basically covered everything, so no, not really right now. Fair enough. 
Um, Vinny, why don't you take over and uh, talk to us about some hackers? So we talked about Sony. We talked about Microsoft. Now let's talk about a Nintendo thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So apparently there has been a fake... A fake ROM of the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, that people have set up to just brick people's consoles. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Take that, you hackers trying to illegally get the game. (laughs) So a little bit ago, several days before the game came out, which is normal for Pokemon, uh, the game leaked online because somebody got an early copy. So, of course, people are going to yarhar fiddly d it onto their hacked Switch. Of course, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, pirating. But a user on GBA Temp, God, I hate that site sometimes because it is full of assholes. But uh, they uploaded what appeared to be a ROM of the game of Pikachu. But and it, it was really a virus that permanently bricks the Switch when it's run for the first time. Responses to that guy include, what an asshole, fuck that guy, and even threats of doxing. So one of the perps behind it said, hey, you should have made a NAND backup, idiots. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I can read you the full quote uh, from the guy if you want. Sure. <clears throat> Let me tell you guys the whole story. Basically, OG made some brick code, threw it into an NSP and said, anyone want to post this on DU? I did. It was funny. But you know what isn't funny? Having your Switch permanently bricked because you forgot to make a NAND backup. Yes, part of it was my fault, part of it was OG's fault. But you have to remember, none of you made a NAND backup. I don't care at this point Mm -hmm. if my credibility or my reputation goes down the drain. I just needed you to know the truth. Of course, some of it was mine and OG's fault, but some of it was yours too. I mean, so here's the thing. I doubt people forgot to make NAND backups. They neglected it because, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to kill my switch it's like most people will think that they'll be fine and just with, skip with it something this new though with something this new and expensive you can't replace it if if this if you break it during this process you're getting no help from anybody no one is going to help you you're going out and buying a new console to replace that if you're going to be going into this modding business and you're not or not business but <laughs> messing with modding you're not going to back up your nand like I hack Wii's all the time, okay? Like, I get them all the time for cheap. I hack them, and I give them to friends or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're so dirt cheap, $20 for a fucking Wii. I never back up the NAND because, one, I don't intend on ever breaking it. You're but super two, familiar with the setup of it. You know yeah, but also, what to not do. It doesn't matter because the Wii is so cheap. Oh, I bricked a Wii? Oh, well, that's 20 bucks down the drain. Not 300 bucks down yeah. the drain. Yeah. <laughs> That's just irresponsibility on the modder's end to not back up their NAND. And there has to be a way to back that up at this point. There's not gonna, oh, yeah, there, they're not going to have all this homebrew and everything without a way to back up your NAND. I believe NAND ridiculous. backups were like the first thing that they set up. Yeah, it's, it would be stupid not to. You don't get into this, this whole ordeal of, of trying to you know pirate games and, and run emulators and install homebrew, all of that without backing up your NAND, especially on a new console. It's like... How are you... You you, you have to do that. That's irresponsible if you don't. It's like you don't buying forget. a car, installing a new seat that doesn't come with a new seat belt, being told, 
or getting a faulty replacement steering wheel being told uh just it being told by the manufacturer that it might have issues not installing the seatbelt having the steering wheel stop working causing you to get into a crash and then oh you should have worn in your seatbelt sorry i mean yeah I say that was a, a poorly constructed analogy, I, but I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> I didn't phrase it right. I'm sorry, but you know what that, I'm trying that, to say. That one, that one fell apart. But I do. It's like being told to something say. could go wrong, not doing anything about it. Something going wrong. Being mad that it happened. Being mad that it happened, even though it was partially like, hey, your if you, fault. If you choose this option, if you choose this option and don't do this, something bad could happen. Ah, it's okay. That'll happen. And then when the bad things happen, oh, fuck you, you asshole. No, I told you something bad could happen. You chose not to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally what this is. You should have taken the responsibility, backed up your NAND, and continued on. You don't do this kind of stuff without backing up your NAND. End of the story. Like, I'm not even it would into be stupid heavy, not heavy modding to. with NAND backing up and all that. But, like, when I first modded my Wii... And then my Wii U subsequently, I backed up the NAND mm-hmm. because I didn't want to lose it then because it was my Wii at that point, my Wii U. It's not a cheap replacement. That's being responsible with it. You don't forget to back it up. You shouldn't be getting into the whole homebrew scene with the Switch if you're not, if you're not aware that you can back up your NAND. It's not child's play. It's not something to play around with. This well, is the 3DS is. Stuff. But that's not a 3DS. The 3DS is easy, yeah. The 3DS, that's... Like, almost as easy as the Wii now. Yeah. More steps. All you need is a magnet. Mm-hmm. But, like, still, they they don't get to get mad at other people. For them fucking up, Especially essentially. Him. Like, he's a, he is a dick for uploading a bad... Well, yes. You know, a bad that, wrong. That's... He is a dick, and he, but he admitted that. He said, hey, I'm a dick, but you're also stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that people are dumb enough to go and... No, oh, all right, cool. I got it wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna download it and try it. No, no credibility at all. No screenshots to confirm. Nothing. Like, you're gonna just download that and try it without any proof that that is a safe ROM. No, well, let's, I wouldn't. Let's do also that. not forget that the game did actually leak a few days later. Okay, sure, but I still would not do that. Like, I still would not trust that a random person on GBA Temp uploads a fucking ROM of that. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try that shit. Personally, I would stay far away from that because there's no credibility to where that is real or not. You know, there's no unless there's been someone that provided tests saying, oh, yeah, this is definitely it. It's real. I I, I just I don't understand how people can be that dumb. Like, yeah, I, I with with your welcome to the Internet fucking video game console. Welcome to the fucking Internet. Like. There may be more to this story that I'm missing. From what I can tell, there isn't from the article we have going, but I just that frustrates me. Because why would you not? Why, why would you not back up your NAND? But why would you try and download a random ROM by some random person? Like that just that uh, just seems so stupid. It's just all a big mess. Also, I need to close my window. The garbage truck is coming by. Mm-hmm. That's better. You're still going to hear it some, but... Yeah, Patrick, you got anything to add to that? I'm trying to think of what you haven't already said that I can say. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Both y'all keep taking over the topic, so I'm just like... Eh, you Sorry, gonna... you got to speak oh, up and, and talk <laughs> over us. 
Well, I don't want to like continuously rushing over you and making a big Skype call mess again where I just talk over you. Something like yeah. an asshole like the other people have in the past. We're energetic today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, garbage truck on my end. I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Y'all go ahead or something. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you basically covered it. I don't know why people would. It, it, I, I don't even know why the hell you want to download ROMs on a brand new fucking console. Because, hey, that's just stupid. <laughs> Because if you're literally downloading illegal ROMs on the consoles like not even two years old yet, then yeah, you deserve to have it bricked. It's not my fault. I, I, I'm i on that guy's side. It's like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a fault, but it's your fault for downloading ROMs. So, uh, it's your own fault. Go get a job. Most, like, at least 95% of the people in America who don't have a job can get a job. They're just fucking lazy. And there's the 5% or other small percent that can't. But if you can get, if you can get a job, you can pay for shit. Then don't fucking download ROMs. You deserve to have your shit bricked. You deserve to buy brand new consoles. Stop being fucking lazy. Well, see, the thing is, I, I, I agree with that to some extent. Like, I I didn't touch on specific, like, people pirating, like, that being wrong morally. Because, I mean, I've, I've pirated in the past, but I don't pirate new games. I I, I'm not saying pirating's bad. Like, Switch games, that, that is, are, there should be no those... pirate in that. You should go fucking buy it. But that's, if you're pirating, well, like, Wii U or Wii new. games, like, then who the fuck cares in the world? Yeah. Like, granted, new consoles are always getting pirated as much as they can, but, like, that, the console is very, very new, and that game just came out and people are already pirating it. Like, you just go buy the game itself if you have the money, and, and if not, go make the money. I like just Patrick say, said, most people can't get a job. There are, you know, minority that can't work or cannot get a job, like people in my situation or Vinny's situation. Um, there's people that are disabled that can't work, stuff like that, but... A majority of people that are going through the trouble of pirating are just because they don't want to buy it. They want to prove that they can hack the console and do it for free. Uh, you can spend a few a couple. You can spend like probably close to two grand on like buying more and more consoles each time you keep breaking it. When you could have been like, oh, I could have bought like all my library with all that money. Yeah, really. So, okay. Because if the console is like already dead, like there's nothing really sell for it, like the Wii U, then I don't care. For new consoles, no, go fucking buy the things unless it's a shitty game that nobody cares about. Like, I don't know, fucking right. hunting simulator. Then who the hell cares? Go pirate that all you want. I don't give a crap. Exactly. I mean, Jordan gives a shit about it. Eh, minor. I haven't. Yeah, but, yet, but he has the PS4. He's getting the PS4 version here. Right. Here a little bit. That's that's besides the point, I guess. But yeah, basically, I, AAA just, titles people are stupid. Don't pirate new ones. Yeah, people are stupid for going and pirating brand new games that just came out. Yeah. But also trusting people to upload a safe ROM when there's no credibility to it. And also stupid for not backing up your NAND. Basically, this is a situation where people, everyone involved is stupid. That, that's, that's the long and Did short of it. It's everyone involved there? is stupid, including the guy that uploaded it because he's an asshole. But, you know, fuck everyone in this situation. <laughs> Idiots all around. Let's go ahead and jump into break here, guys. We'll see you in a second, and uh, we'll start talking about the games we've been playing. Alright, so, it's time to talk about the games we've been playing recently. I'll go ahead and start us off with some more Uncharted 1. Um, there's an update on that. I finished it. 
Um, Congrats. You overall, finished hard mode. My thoughts. Yeah, in hard mode. Um, so my thoughts last week are still going to be about the same here. Um, maybe improved a little bit. So the 60 it FPS still was is still jarring. not great for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was still jarring to go from... Maybe you'll get used um, to it in 2 and or 3. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm already used to it now. It's it's not throwing me off anymore. It's just... It just doesn't have that cinematic feel. But Yeah. Like, that aside, it still plays great. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it plays fine. If anything, the gameplay itself benefits from 60 FPS. As you um, would expect. In terms of the duck and cover and shooting. Um, just seems like it works better, but that could just be me getting used to it. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I've, I've beaten it. I beat it last night or night before. I think I beat it Saturday. Um, I don't remember. I just finished beating it couple, past couple of days, though. I think it was last and, night. Um, probably. I think it was last night it because well you had gotten to the final chapter and we're like, fuck this. And then we yeah. went and... Did we play tabletop at that point, or did, or were we doing something else? Yeah, yeah, I stopped and then we played tabletop. Okay. Um, but yeah, the only thing was that because I was playing on hard mode, which you know isn't as hard as it I really thought it would be, but it is. It's know, still more difficult than difficult. say normal. Yeah, when I played through it on the first time, I played on normal. I died a lot. Played through it on hard, I didn't die as much, but I died in more frustrating spots. The only the only section of the game. I'm just a bitch, and I always play on easy. Oh. Yeah, you are a bitch. But the only section of the game that I genuinely got stuck at for more than, you know, a half hour this time around was the final area, like on the ship going to fight Navarro. Like getting to Navarro was the hard part. I that was at some point I realized Navarro himself, the boss mechanics Probably didn't change much. Yeah, no, that that fight was fine with Navarro. It was just getting to him, getting through the three phases of, of goons everywhere. It was like... Yeah. At some point, I realized, okay, the good, the, the way to do you this... you kept dying at? Do what? Especially at that second section that you kept dying mm-hmm. at when you were playing Saturday mm-hmm. night? Um, like, the way I realized to do it is waste your ammo. Like that was I I kept trying to conserve ammo and you know go for headshots, but when they have helmets on and they don't take headshots and they don't take body shots, well, it's like okay, just waste your ammo. There's just barely enough. Be reasonable, but just aim and unload. You know, a good ten bullets into them and kill each person. And that's what I kept doing. I, I but with a shotgun. Well, see, I I had the shotgun. I I realized at some point like also. That first section, I got really, really efficient with the shotgun to the point where I had 13 shots left after Navarro moved to the next area. So I went to the next area with 13 shotgun ammo, and uh-huh. that helped out a lot. And then switched to the uh, what M- M4. Yeah, M4 or M40. No, M4, yeah. And yeah, so it that was the only area that I got stuck on for about 30 minutes. Um, other than that. But you got through it. I got through it. And you finished, finished the Uncharted game, 1. And it worked out rather well yeah um it was very enjoyable and i'm glad i beat it and i'm going to move on to two and three here in the next little while but i'm also going mm-hmm. to have a bunch of games mm-hmm. be playing after this black friday i'll uh, go over that next week <laughs> oh yeah black friday is definitely gonna be in next week time. let's play metroid prime federation force never <laughs> so real quick also 
we have mentioned this before, but we play a lot of tabletop simulator nowadays. Um, tabletop Some simulator might say is awesome. a little too much. Maybe a little too much. So, but it's fun, so it's fine, probably. Yeah, the three of us here and our buddy Fire, um, as well as Ben sometimes when he's on. Um, we'll play some tabletop, and I made us a really nice Yahtzee setup. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but I actually made a really nice setup for Yahtzee. It's got six cards. Everybody's ready to play. You know, it's really easy to add more cards for more people to play. You put so it in an infinite so bag somewhere on the board. So yeah, there's an infinite bag with all extra more. cards on it to where multiple people can play. Also, I just updated it the other day. I spent another hour messing around with it, cleaning it up and adding more stuff. And when you get like six people playing, there's that good waiting period where a couple people are bored waiting As for everyone As you're trying else to, to cycle through the turns. Yeah, you know, going through everyone's turns. So I added in a miniature chessboard and checkers board, respectively, for people to play while they're waiting. So it's a game inside of a game. Um, and it just looks nice. If you have Tabletop Simulator and are interested in trying that, I actually have that uploaded. Link in the description of to, this episode. Yeah, I have it uploaded to the Steam Workshop. You can go and grab that link if you want. Um, if you already have Tabletop. It's nice. It's really nice. Um, I'm surprised it actually has a decent amount of subscribers as well. Um, well, it is the definitive version of Yahtzee. Yeah, that's literally what I called it. I said Yahtzee Definitive Edition. So it's set up for a bunch of people to play. Really easy to start off and just play. It's Has nice. Fairly well explained, or a fairly good explanation of the rules for people. Yeah, I had played. the rules added in there because apparently not a lot of people know how to play Yahtzee. Um, but yeah, the other and thing. And now you added tabletop, the side games for people that are waiting. Yeah, pretty good. Um, the other thing with tabletop is <laughs> we like sorry. Sorry is only four people. Um, there are similar board games like Trouble. Parches, I think. Well, yeah, Trouble. But also a game in different... I can't remember what country, like India or something called Parches or something. It's like Parcheesi, but it's the original version of it, and that was six players. Um, and then there's Aggravation. Aggravation is six players. Um, and that's basically like Sorry. It's one of those games where you move your four pieces around the board and get back into your home. Well, I found... It was like a Parcheesi type board game on the Steam Workshop that was just bare bones basic. It was there, it has the board, it has the pieces, that's it. No rules, no nothing. And just a, a one die, like one die. So I took that, added upon it, and just basically made up a whole rule set and turned it into sorry, but with dice instead. So you get two dice, you know, you roll two dice, and I got the rules added to it. So it's like you roll double sixes, that's your sorry. The, the equivalent to a sorry card. Yeah. You know, you get to get a piece out of home and transfer it to another player's location and send that player back to home, stuff like that. But you... Uh, shit, I lost my train of thought completely. But yeah, I took the that basic board and added rules to where, like, like I mentioned a second ago, double sixes is a Yahtzee. Um, double fours, you get to move backwards eight. Uh, you roll an 11. You can swap places with another player, so forth and so on. Um, I haven't uploaded that to the workshop yet because I still have some tweaking to do to it, but we did do a test run last night. It was Patrick, uh, Fire, and I. And things were going smoothly until we got to the end. <laughs> Patrick, you remember that? 
it was a shit show because he thought it was a good idea to put double ones that only move one instead of two. Yeah, so I, for some reason, had put... I wasn't sure of the rules yet. You know, I didn't know how they'd work out, which is why we did a test run. But the only way to move forward one space was to roll double ones. And that didn't work out too well. Um, Fire and Patrick both sat at the end with one piece ready to go in their home, trying to roll a double one for about 30 minutes. The length of the entire game itself was doubled because they had to roll double ones to get into the end. And we could have changed that rule, you know, mid-game, but it was like, no, we're just going to finish with the rule set. Be men. You know, fight through it. And, yeah, that didn't work out well. So needless to say, I changed the rules to where when you have one piece left and it's in your safety zone, you're trying to get it into home, you can only roll one dice. Or one of the die. Um... So you can, you know, have a better chance of getting one. And that would have worked out a lot better if that were the case with with Fire and Patrick playing that. They wouldn't have raided. Uh, we just got stuck doing that. And we kept getting double fours, which moves you backwards for then moving up three and then being stuck in the exact same goddamn position as we were before. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing. It was bad. It was. It was really... Really frustrating, but I fixed it, so I just got to do another uh, test run with the current rule set and see if it works out well. And if it does, then I'll upload it to the Steam Workshop as a thing. Um, but, yeah. Hey, what do you think playtesting's for? Exactly. It's got to be... Uh, so, also, Vinny is back. Fidgeted around a little bit with it. Yeah. So, it was that. Um, Vinny, since you're back, do you want to talk about your games real quick, or do you still want Patrick to go before you, or? Uh, Patrick could still go before me. Oof. All right, well, Patrick, you've had some fun recently. Yeah, I already platinum all three Spiral games from the Spiral Reignited trilogy, and it only came out the 13th, we're recording this on the 19th, and I did this two days ago, so I... So I averaged a Honestly, I'm game surprised Patrick has been playing tabletop at all, considering how invested in Spyro he's been. I played a little bit of tabletop, not too much, but I was invested in Spyro more than anything else here. Because uh, I'm trying to remember. Because I almost pretty much almost platinumed him the first game, like the first night. And I had that two days off right after it came out, so I was sad. So the majority of my time went, spent like at least 15 hours a day on this game. Which, which I do have, like, it tells me, like, what, like how much hours I put into each game, because I think I put, like, almost eight hours, like, a little over eight hours in the first game, seven and a half in the second, and, like, probably nine in the third, so that's roughly, mm, roughly about almost 34-ish hours, completing all, completing all three games, planning them it, make sure Combined. I collect everything. You said that was 34 hours combined? I think so, because uh, I said... Huh. I could be wrong. That's not bad. 34 hours, I mean... give or take. I don't know. I had to recheck my exact times. Because it actually yeah. keeps a track of your time in-game, like how long you've been playing. Right, yeah. Which is nice. And it also tells you, like... Also, um, my nitpick when I first bought the game is, uh, is of course, there's the internet download for play 2 and 3. You can play some levels of 2 and 3, but you got 
I was sure to download it all, but it didn't really bother me because I had to go play through one right away because I wanted to do that because I never beat the original before because I could, I don't know, I was too spoiled by two and three, you could say. But I finally did that, and I moved on to two and three. When, when I first bought this, it had, like, the stupid annoying thing, user agreement, where I had to keep agreeing to, like, scroll through pages upon pages, agree to something, just to play the game, but they finally Every patched time out. you booted the game up. Yeah, well, they finally patched it out, thankfully, so you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, great. that was, he was complaining about that, he was like, every time I gotta fucking play this game, it just fucking have to confirm that fucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it was being stupid about that. At least I actually had the game. Anyways, um... He's not wrong. I beat that, and I think it's a game that everyone should go buy and play. It's I don't care what a fucking super shitty 60 frames per second leaves have to say. It's like, oh, it's not 60 frames. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I would take away after. Oh, hey, doorbell. Oh, there's a doorbell. I that or not. I or didn't I hear it, up. no. That's uh, the doorbell. Um, fucking... I'm not, I don't even know if it runs at 60 frames, because honestly, I don't give a shit about frame rate. I don't give a shit about the graphics. Like, I'm not a fucking nitpicky piece of shit elitist like that. It doesn't... Okay, but you don't have to be picky to realize that that game looks absolutely... Beautiful. Fantastic. But I guarantee there's going to be some people that are going to complain. It's going to be like, oh, well, it's not 60 frames. It's like... Which, by the way, if you're looking to get it... Well, actually, this, this episode's going up on Black Friday, so it may be too late. But it appears that the game will be thirty at GameStop, um, or thirty four ninety nine at GameStop with a pair of socks. Apparently, yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> also thirty dollars at Meyer or Major, however Major, the hell you pronounce that Major store's name. Whatever. Uh, I recommend E-I-J. everyone pick it up and play it. It at least deserves at least go through. You don't have to collect everything, even though that's fully recommended. The one hundred percent thing, because this is back in the time where we're giving a hundred percent on. Different things actually rewards you with three <laughs> being probably with three probably being the best because there's a lot more stuff you can do. Plus, oh, not really that spoil what, but there's a lot more stuff to do than the than one and two. But for completion wise, hundred percent, the probably the best reward tier I would say is probably three, then one, then two. It's a little bit lackluster, but at least you get a cool ability that you don't really need. It's just there permanently forever. It's like cool. Yeah. You could also unlock uh, rewatching cutscenes and doing other stuff. Because it's like, oh, you beat the game. There isn't like, it's like, oh, okay, you're done. There's actually like extra, like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes worth of stuff you can do if you really wanted to. Plus, finding the gems is a lot easier. They programmed it where you could just hit the left trigger button or L3 button, just press it, and then just like has sparks going around to which gems you missed. Which you didn't know for the first game. <laughs> I knew halfway through it after I looked at the controls, because why the hell would I need to look at the controls? I've been playing these games for years. It's like, oh, hey, that's new, because I knew in fucking, like, 2 and 3, you had to hold, like, all the shoulder buttons down just to reveal gems. And here you can just do it at the click of a button, which is very nice. Yeah. They added stuff to they made, They added some stuff to it that made it great, and then sort of some changes. I'm just like, I kind of prefer the original, which I can't get into every single little detail, because I'd be here for two hours. What you could get in on though is that one little skeleton dude. No, I don't want to talk about that. That that's terrible. You don't want to talk about the floss. No, we're skipping that. <laughs> you can go find. They could find that on YouTube. <laughs> They've probably seen big streamers already reveal that. They and... added the floss. It hurt. It hurt watching him do that. Patrick Snapchatted and uploaded to Twitter his reaction to 
that motherfucker flossing, and it's just like, what is this? What is this? What the fuck is this? No! And then I just sound like Vine Sauce Joel there. <laughs> Unintentionally. Because I hurt yeah, he my just, soul he, watching it. They, they put a meme into his game. A Fortnite meme, nonetheless. Fuck that Fortnite. That's some shit from Reno. Yeah, Reno I'm pretty sure uh, Activision, they just, they were the only ones to publish it. The ones that actually developed it were Toys for Bob, which also had a... They weren't fully sub, like fully mentioned on the Crash Insane trilogy, but they worked a little bit on it, from what I read. Mm-hmm. And apparently I also read that Spyro Reunited trilogy, in the UK at least, is was the top-selling game of this of last week, beating out <laughs> Fallout 76. That's good, because Fallout 76 sucks. Yeah, I heard it's uh, not really good, so... At least uh, somewhere in the world, people are appreciating what true art is. Yeah. I mean, I really want to get the game. Like, I genuinely want to get the game. It looks so fucking beautiful. And it looks like so much fun. Like, I didn't play the Spyro games growing up. Um, I want to say I haven't ever actually played a Spyro game genuinely. Don't worry, neither have I. Gross. Like, that would be a good way for me to do it. Because Me like a bunch of so nitwits. Good. Yeah. We, we, we should have, but we, I mean, just I didn't have it around the house when I grew up. I so. didn't really have PlayStation as a kid. Yeah. I mean, a, PlayStation had a presence in my house, but it wasn't you know very strong. They didn't have Spyro for some reason. It was kind of like, like just my there. earliest memory of the PlayStation was the Spyro games, especially yeah. 2 and 3, which you which know, Jordan, I still have not made up my decision yet about which one's better. Fuck you. He hasn't. He hasn't decided which one is the best of the trilogy. His favorite, either two or three. One I have a new fond appreciation for after actually playing through it and exploring it. But I'd say this for me at least is the finest piece of trilogy I've ever played on a gaming system. This yeah. is my trilogy, just like how Jordan has his prime trilogy. This is my yeah. trilogy that I have that I appreciate and fond very dearly to my heart. And Vinny has a Xenoblade trilogy. <laughs> We don't talk oh, about X. What do you no. consider? Well, we could talk about X, but what do you consider X, X a beautiful thing to him, or is he like, eh. X is the the pile of turret on the side of the road. X is X doesn't have as good a story as one or two. It's more about the exploration and the such. exploration. Yes, Jordan. Yes, but um, one how exciting. Can can we delete Jordan? Please. Boop. Spyro's great. It's probably my earliest thing I remember playing on the PlayStation at a very young age. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it's uh, also kind of dips in the reason why I really like purple a lot. Because of the purple dragon. I always remember seeing him growing up. Is that really why you like purple? He's a big... I he's don't... a pretty good inspiration why I like purple a lot. Because purple Fair dragon... I never... You know, I never... I never pieced that together. I never pieced that together. I thought it was because of Waluigi. He's also a big inspiration for that, too. It's why, as well. Hmm. What if Waluigi and Spyro combined? Uh, please, no. Spyro Luigi? I'm deleting him off the podcast now after today. <laughs> it's kind of a big file, 55 gigs, but that's uh, what could be worse. That's three beautiful remastered games, which I believe some of the music is also kind of remastered too, which makes it even look more beautiful. Like the music is yeah. really fucking fantastic. Basically, there's you're probably gonna have some troubles with some of the levels, but they've made it a lot easier 
because trust me, this I was able to breeze through the game because I've struggled so much through the PlayStation One because some of those controls and missions, they're fucking no, oh, they're rough. They fixed it a lot in this game and made it more user friendly with new players. So don't. So if you play this, I I can see new players never wanting to play the original PlayStation trilogy, which kind of hurts. But I, <laughs> good luck trying to play those after playing through this. That was back when games were real. Yeah, back when games were real. Controls are kind of oof. Not the very the best, and some of those levels are just rough. Like the fucking yeah. trolley, some of the speedways, fucking the races, and the speedways, and some of the ones in threes, especially the last one. Fuck, that was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also fucking the sh- the alchemist, which they actually made easier this time somehow, or just been adapted to so how terrible it is. It's been easier than fucking. God, there's oh yeah, this fucking one with and three with the little fucking gnomes and the, the like the little magical gnomes and moles whoever played the game you would know what i'm talking about that was fucking horrendous on the playstation one and it still took me a while in the re- redesigned trilogy but whatever it's great it's a lot easier oh ugh. i really like laura's new design that's fucking fantastic compared to the first game or first no second game in the playstation love laura's design Every other character designs I'm pretty much fine with. Hunters is kind of... I don't know, I like his first design a little bit more than the Reignited, but everyone else, you know, I can get behind. They all look fine. Ripto's a little bit weird, but he's supposed to look like an ugly creature, so whatever. Kind of like the Spiral minions a little bit more, weird. like design for Gulp and Crush. <laughs> a little bit in the... Just a little bit more, but no, I'm not saying they're bad. They also uh, like little, little extra things they add for the cutscenes when they happen in the game, like little extra, like little body movements and little motion they added. It's a nice little key touch, and it's pretty stays original to the, to the original trilogy, so which is great. It's a fucking great game. Everyone should go buy it. I would probably, I, <laughs> when I think of my game of the year, it's gonna be fucking difficult. Because as much as I want to put this up there, I don't really don't want to be biased. But it's really fucking hard for me not to be. With this one, I least. mean, you're allowed to be biased. I think, right? Maybe. Are you allowed to be biased with your personal game of the year? Because it would be Red would Dead, but then so. this thing just uh, just uh, re reopened my mind and now, pun intended, actually reignited. My little childhood. <laughs> Reignited your love. Reignited my little childhood. We're playing through this all over again. It was rough. It was rough finishing it. At like seven in the morning. Oof. And then going to work at no, two o'clock. No, I didn't. No, I didn't want to work till four that p.m. Okay. It wasn't like oh. physical. It was more of an emotional, like low, rough for me. Cause I'm just like, yeah. fuck. Now the adventure's all over, and I want to go back through this world again. Go buy it on Xbox One, do it again. Then buy it on Switch really and do it again. I'm to do that, not gonna lie. When's it coming to Switch? I did enjoy this game. <laughs> That's my one thing now. I really want this on the Switch after playing through PS4 version. I would fucking die to have this on the Switch now to play it wherever I go. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Which you can also pick the game up as a bundle with the Crash. Yeah, whenever that comes out, well. that's like a no-brainer right there for PS4 and 60 Xbox bucks, owners. You get six games, $10 a game. That's the, like a no-brainer. The, the PlayStation 2 Definitive Trilogy. Or PlayStation 1 Definitive Trilogy, sorry. 
Yeah. But yeah, um, I think it's a great game. You should go buy it. I honestly do think that you should at least play, like, at least play through all three games. You don't have to collect everything. That's up to you. But it's like strongly encouraged to get that extra stuff at the end of each game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right for me when I play it. And I, not if I played it, it, I would I would make sure I collect everything in the levels. Like it's one of those games where it's a collectathon. You're supposed to get everything. You're rewarded for it. You know. Like Banjo-Kazooie, one of those type of games, except easier. Because I would say it's it's a little bit easier than Banjo-Kazooie because it's not so off the Most wall. Most of the part, yeah, there's some little nitpicky stuff there. It's going to be, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. Because the first That's game, still... you're releasing dragons. The second game, you're collecting orbs and talismans. And then the third, you're collecting dragon eggs. So it almost yeah. comes full circle. Yeah, then... Start <laughs> That'll be uh, me closing up for now. Otherwise, I'll be out going on for another hour about it. Well, Patrick's closing up shop on his uh, talking about Spyro. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, go pick up Spyro. Games of the year. Yeah, it was great. And I really want to get it because of how it looks. Made me emotional distraught at the end, but yeah. Made him tear up a little bit. That it did, actually, not going to lie. Yeah, I believe it. It's it's as it's as Jimmy Neutron's dad said. Remember, have fun with it. <laughs> I can't find a clip of that anywhere, and I want it. Fun with it so that I can I, use it. I don't even know what yeah. the hell his name was. That's I don't remember either. Dad. Uh, his name was Hugh Neutron. Oh yeah, Hugh. Hugh that's Isaac. it, Hugh. Yeah, and the wise words of Hugh Neutron. Have fun, fun with it. it. So. People that are into Xenoblade are familiar with the fact that into you have to draw a bunch of your blades by RNG, and the there are three different there are a bunch of different types of cores. One of them are legendary, and they that's one of the higher ends for giving you a better chance of getting a rare blade, which are the only ones that matter. Um, but I pulled like. Almost fifty yesterday from legend or fifty legendary cores, and only got one rare blade. And it wasn't even one of the base game blades; it was a DLC blade, which has a higher chance of spawning. And I've been trying since a week or two after launch <laughs> to get the rarest blade in the game, Cosmos, and she has a point one base probability. And I cannot, for the life of me, get her to spawn. Yay. It you hurts. never will. It hurts so much. 0.1% chance. With my fucking luck, 50 legendary cores and only one rare blade. God damn it. It hurts so much. It hurts me, and I'm not even playing the game. <laughs> uh, but I also picked up the original for the or for um and put it on dolphin with some hd textures and i think i mentioned this once before but now i started um now i've started uh screen sharing it to jordan and he's kind of enjoying it yeah, a lot it's more than really i expected making me want to play it he's enjoying it a lot more than i expected i think i originally only showed it to him to show off the graphics but then he got invested in the story 
because of one specific cutscene early on, uh, the first time you meet Metal Face in the game. And he, um, and Jordan is, just got hooked from that alone. I did. I guarantee you it was Adam Howden's performance as Shulk. Like, um, you, it was, no, it wasn't specifically that. It was, it was just what happens in a cutscene in general. Like, <laughs> I was so thrown off. I was like, this is a Nintendo game. Oh, shit. That just, oh, my God. That is heavy. I, this is the Monado's power. I got to say, though, uh, Adam, Adam Howden going, I'll kill you in that cutscene just gives me goosebumps every fucking time I hear it. I mean, it was that was pretty good. He's a really good voice actor, and I love the, and I am very glad that they cast him as Shulk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it makes me really want to want to get a copy of the game and play it. These like HD textures and the uh, and the sixty frames per second hack that I have on just gave the game a whole new life. It, it, it looks like a Switch game. It feels like a whole new game to me, and I've played it before. And the fact that something so simple makes it significantly better than it already was. Because that game is widely considered one of the best, period. Right. And it's... That came out on the Wii of all yeah. things, too. And it, was and it almost didn't come out here in North America. Mm-hmm. It took a petition, or a, a big project, to get three really good RPGs that almost weren't released here. Yep. I think it was I called Project Rainfall. Out. Don't quote me on that. I mean, that would make sense. But yeah, it was fucking great. And this HD texture thing was a fucking great idea. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it looks like a Switch game. It's fantastic. And, like, just, ugh, it just looks good. I'm not even playing it, but it looks good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've really only been playing those two games lately. Oh, it was Xenoblade 1, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower. Those were the mm. three titles. Aha. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very glad that I decided to do this. <laughs> and he's been playing tabletop, of course. Oh, yeah, but... That's a given. Yeah. <laughs> Tabletop's a given. It's always right. something well, that we can fall back on. <laughs> exactly. I always talk about tabletop if we ain't been playing anything else, because we damn sure have been playing tabletop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, lots of tabletop. But yeah. Pick up the game during the sales if you see it. Yeah. It goes on sale fairly often, too. Yeah, it does. So, there's very little excuse for not picking it up. Yeah. Shut up, Siri. Special. I didn't actually call you. Ooh, yeah. yeah, shut up, Siri. Oh, no, now my phone's going to wake up. Okay, it didn't. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing Xenoblade 1 and 2. I, have, I still do not have a copy of X to try, but it... Is not That's as... the exception. It's. Though. I hate you, Jordan. But yeah, if you get the chance, definitely try out the uh, HD textures for Xenoblade One. Yeah, if you have a good enough. Definitely computer, worth it. Often. Definitely. It... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a Switch game, and a 60 FPS mod. Yeah, that game benefits from that a lot. So. Uh, yeah, well, that's all the games we've been playing lately. Off-topic. Now let's uh, let's officially jump into the off-topic. 
So we've got something interesting here and some sad news. The TLDR is Reggie has denied that there is an N64 classic in the works. Um, well, there's a couple articles. If I remember, what he directly mm-hmm. said was that there's no plans in the immediate future that they have planned out. It still could happen down the line, but they don't have plans for it currently. Yeah. So, in an interview with him, or with Reggie, um, it was the quote that he wanted giving them, because they asked him, you know, what about the N64 Classic? His, he said, I would not ever rule something out, but what I can tell you is it certainly... Shit, this is worded so weird. I would not ever rule something out, but what I can tell you is certainly that it's not in our planning horizon. That is worded so weirdly. How's that gonna be like weird? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you, you get the you get the idea. It, it, um, it's not it's, in their planning horizon. It's They're, the he typical they don't, business don't. rhetoric of we don't want to tell our plans, but we're also not planning on doing this right now. Well, he just straight up said it's not in our plans right now. You know, he's not going to rule it out because they could do it in the future, but right now they're not planning on it at all. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> come next year, we might get it, maybe. But that's kind of disappointing because I was expecting, you know, boom, N64 Classic for the holidays, like, you know, past couple years with the other ones. But I mean, it would I make just sense. I hope they do it eventually. For, especially for a holiday release. Uh, but yeah. if they don't have it planned, they don't have it planned. Maybe next year, the year after. I don't know what their actual planning horizon entails. But it is yeah. definitely something that they'll eventually do. Because mm-hmm. it would be a little weird not to, considering the treatment that they gave the NES and Super Nintendo. I think yeah. just as much, if not more, or just as many, if not more, people enjoyed the N64 compared to the other two. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because the N64 was you know, what started... Or what was a big jump into 3D gaming, you know, specifically for Nintendo, but it, a lot of games revolutionized 3D stuff, uh, or 3D Mario 64 gameplay elements. Zelda. Mario 64, you know, did that with, with just the open world 3D movement. Mm-hmm. Zelda with the Z targeting. Another game I can't remember off the top of my head that, that basically started the duck and cover type system, you know, where you duck and cover behind boxes and shoot oh, off the sides. I can't remember the name of that game. Golden no, not revolutionized first person shooters on a console. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hard to play it nowadays, but it definitely revolutionized along with Perfect Dark. Yeah, it sure did. There's also Banjo Kazooie who made uh, Collectathon's actual thing. Yeah. Along with Hong Kong 64, Banjo Tooie. I have a copy of Kazooie and I still have not played it. Same. (laughs) It's sitting in my closet. I'll get to it eventually. Probably when the new capture card gets here. I'll have an excuse. To set up the N64 again. See, the N64 Classic would be a fantastic idea, and I wish they would do it, but, you know, oh well, I guess. When they were, they asked him a few, or asked Reggie a few more questions as well about Wii U and Switch and stuff like that, I guess. But more so about the uh, SNES and NES Classics. And here's his response. We were clear when we did the first two Classic series that, for us, these were limited time opportunities. That were a way for us as a business to bridge from the conclusion of Wii U as a hardware system to the launch of the Nintendo Switch. That was the very strategic reason we launched the NES Classic system. So while consumers may have been anticipating something, we view these as limited time opportunities. We've also now been doing, ne- we've also 
now been very clear that as a consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that is going to happen more and more with the subscription service. <sighs> so basically it's like the SNES and NES Classic were only there to fill in the gap between the Switch's release and that was it. And they don't plan on doing an N64 Classic at all, which that uh, I really hope that's not the case. It, it, because like I said, it would I, be a little mm. stupid not to because there is definitely a market for it. Yeah, I mean, there is a large market for it's, it. And considering PlayStation brought the PlayStation 1 Classic, I mean... It's basically free money for them. Yeah, but when does Nintendo like free money? Have they ever liked free money in the past? No, they've never I liked mean, free they money. forced money from their subscription service that... That's not free I've money, heard. that's forced money. That's a difference. You have they a don't point. want free you money. You have a point. They want forced money. It doesn't make sense, so, but you have a point. If you want to play your NES games classic and all that and, and any of these classic games, you got to get in through the subscription service with the Nintendo Switch. Fuck That's what they want. Yeah. They need to do a better job of that subscription service. I just hope that it gets better by the time they start releasing N64 stuff. Yeah, hopefully. Fuck, it, we're, gonna, sure we're all going to have to get it anyway for Smash. So yeah. it, I hope it gets better. Otherwise, it'll feel like wasted money because I'm only really going to be playing one game online. Maybe two if we play Splatoon. Yeah, that would be it pretty much. I don't even have a Switch yet, so I'm not doing that until like next year or something. But yeah, um, that kind of sad. No N64 Classic. Now, it's not for sure, of course. It's just for now, we're not getting one. And considering the way he worded a lot of that, I wouldn't expect one but maybe if people raise their voice enough like no we want it we want it we want it Nintendo's I mean we did eventually decent about that well one we <laughs> Operation Rainfall was yeah. a thing we got those games and then Majora's Mask 3D we kept pushing for it and they finally did eventually Twilight make Princess it Princess HD Twilight Princess HD as well that one was sheerly just people like requesting yeah it. like hey we want it we want so it so if, if there are enough people like going out of their way to ask for it and say, hey, we want this, hey, we want this, hey, we want this, they will eventually do it. Right. I just know there's a few people on our, my other server that I'm in that say the N64 is one of the worst consoles for the Nintendo ever and saying GameCube is the almighty praising one. Uh, that's um, a little bit harsh. I like, mean, I'm they're entitled like... to their opinions, but I would Sometimes... have to disagree. Some I prefer the 64 like, well, to the really push it. like, GameCube. Well, I just want to just blow up on them and then I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Whatever. I still think it's uh, 64 is probably one of their best consoles they've made. And really yeah, and that's not just because of Mario Party 3. There wouldn't be a GameCube without an N64. Plus, I think uh, an N64 had... Slightly better AAA titles than the GameCube, as a personal and objective standpoint. Uh, kinda. I mean, like in terms of first party games, yeah. First party, Probably. yeah. Third party, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of more wild stuff on sixty four. Now it's really up in the air with third party actually with between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to preference and what you grew up with. I grew up with N sixty four and then the GameCube. No, I wasn't too. I wasn't too old when I got the GameCube. I was still pretty young. I grew up so, with neither, and I still prefer the N sixty four. What did you grow up with? The Wii. Uh, I had the PS two for a bit, and then in '08 we got the our first Wii. Fair enough. Vinny's a youngin. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, I'm not even 20 yet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a young. I turned 20 young in boy. 10 days, as of or this recording. Nice. I turned 23 next month. At the end of next month. I had a terrible right 21st Christmas. this year. Do what? I had a terrible 21st this year. Oh, Patrick had a great 21st. We talked about that on the Free Flow Show. Yeah, we talked about that. all about that on the Free Flow Show. Yeah. I, I heard a little bit about that. I think. Go, go listen to that episode, Benny. It's good. <laughs> it, Patrick entails his story of, of his 21st birthday. Story, Is that the story about the highway? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did, I did hear a little bit about it. I drank two nights back to back because for some reason, those are terrible. Hey, once you hit the right age. So go, you should go get drunk on those nights, Vinny, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll get drunk and play a Xenoblade. See, I don't go places. So even if I do get drunk, I, I did, won't have problems like that. Right. And my bathroom, yeah, on, on and my bathroom is like three here. feet away from my bedroom door, so I won't have yeah. any issues making it there. Night one was all here, and it was terrible. That was just go listen to episode nineteen of the Free Flow Show. You'll you'll hear it all there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was that. He, he, it was it was great. Hear, you'll have a gay old time. So yeah, yeah, episode nineteen. Check it out description below. And um, anyway, no one sixty four classic sucks. Little unfortunate, no but if we push enough for it, we can eventually get it. Yep. So, Vinny didn't have an on- off topic for us today. He couldn't find nothing interesting to talk about. So I'm gonna throw Vinny under the bus. Vinny, you're a terrible person. Wow. Oh. You're you're you really are a terrible person and you're a fucking I hate you. You're fucking I hate you, mate. Next time you have a vision, you need to share it with the whole clan. We're together as a team. We share the burden. You're not the only one there, Vinny. You also had the Monado's power, but so do I. The Monodic's power. And Patrick, go ahead and talk about your own thing. What the fuck? Are you <laughs> That's a transition, right? Sure. That's that's sure. One of the shittiest transitions we've had so far, though. But yeah. Speaking of shitty, uh, WWE put on a lackluster <coughs> pay per view again. Yeah, as usual. They're, big, they're supposed to be their big five, and it was pretty lackluster. Spoilers: uh, Raw won every single match on the main show, except for SmackDown won on the pre-show. So there you go. You don't need to watch the pay-per-view now. Go watch NXT's Takeover. It was a much better show, like NXT always is. Mm-hmm. With that out of the way, um, Survivor Series had an interesting little turn of events because former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Enzo Amore showed up in like the second row of of the pay-per-view. He snuck in with a really shitty black wig, and apparently nobody noticed him. Like, what the hell? It's only he started surfacing online when, like, fucking they had his head peeking out. Like, people started taking pictures, like, was that fucking Enzo Amore? And they started tweeting out of the big people, like, in cult, like, Ambachinis of Cultaholic. And he saw, he's like, oh, no. You knew something bad was going to happen, because they're a big wrestling channel, and they follow news like that. And during the tag team match between the Authors of Pain and the Bar... Uh, Enzo Moore decided to rip off his, like, sweatshirt and, uh, fucking, we can start making an ass of him himself, which, you know, it wouldn't be f- bad, but he was in the second row, and you could clearly see him, because he, he, apparently he knew to position himself right in the middle of the hard cam, which, for those you don't know, <laughs> when you usually watch wrestling, it's that, 
it's usually that one main thing where like you get like a perspective of the ring and you see like two ends of it and, like the competitors fighting in the middle and there's and there's like things staring right at the crowd because you see the entranceway it's like towards your because if you're heading if you're facing straight towards the entranceway you just turn a little bit to the right and like that section of row like right in the front of the ring that's the, that's pretty much where the hard cam's facing and he knew it'll be put there and he started like screaming like doing chants like making himself look like a freaking idiot for a majority of the match tell the security guard tell the security basically uh grabbed him and shoved him and kicked him out of the staple center which apparently now he has a lifetime ban on for this low event because he had like a really shitty custom-made belt trying to cause drama i was like wow and for those and what makes it interesting is that he was released by wwe the same night of uh, Raw 25th anniversary, which I don't remember the exact date, but I remember it was before that. Uh, he was just suspended for, for as they were looking into it. And then they fired him indefinitely because he was uh, there was a sexual allegation assault, which turned out to be fake. Uh, a couple months later, they made a really shitty rap song about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and funny enough, when he did this Invasion on Survivor series, he only re he only released his album like iTunes like a couple hours prior. So I'm pretty sure this was a big publicity stunt to make himself like stay relevant, because that's what all major stars do is when they try to sell their merchandise or endorse or stuff, they do stupid shit to get attention. That way, some people will be like, oh, well, oh, what's this? Oh, let me check out his album real quick. There's gonna be stupid people like that to be like, oh, this that's real badass. He just he just hijacked a show and looked like a fucking idiot for ten minutes. Oh, he has a new album. Yeah, give me that. I'll download that right away. It's pretty much free publicity on a big pay per view. Yeah, where you used to work at. So, <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen so far. Hmm. So yeah, he just got he just got kicked out of the Survivor Series because he was there and made a big hassle there's plenty of videos of it online of him being ejected of him like being stupid around and it was in las vegas california at the staples center as previously said and he just uh <laughs> just started shitting up the entire place and that's there's really not more much about that plenty of people tweeted about it so he got his attention i guess it's all over the news he People roast him. People are just like, wow, this guy's fucking stupid. Just all that other stuff. Even former even former wrestling stars huh, tweeted about him. It's like, oh, okay. So that's all I really have to say about that. I mean, Enzo Mori is a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure Ben would agree with I that. I mean, hats off to him for trying here, to get attention because he got what he wanted. Whether that's good attention or not, it's attention regardless. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, really recommend it. He wanted to make himself look like an ass. And he made himself look like an ass. That was like how he got kicked off. Well, a plane, I guess in uh, that regard, mission accomplished. Vaping, which, which apparently there are some reports saying that that could be some reports saying, oh, it was the other guy who vaped, wasn't him. But then, who even knows? There's multiple reports about saying what happened, to what we were on the plane. So how the fuck are we supposed to know? Well, I know he got kicked off yeah. a plane, and then there was vaping involved. Yeah. Which I, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, probably. But even some guy just I no even yelled proof. how you doing after you got kicked off and you just looked back and smiled. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I, I saw that video. It was being escorted out and it just looks back and smiles. It was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, Enzo Amore, top class idiot. Just like Minnie. Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you doing that because they both, they're both Fuck from New, New York, I think. I think Enzo's from New York. Oof. Enzo Amore. The, the reason I laughed was because Vinny turned his head basically upside down when I did that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's from so, Joyzy, which is doesn't surprise me. New Joyzy. So what you're saying is he's not that close to Vinny. Jersey's Jersey close, is right next to New York. Somewhere. In fact, I'm the closest borough of New York City to Jersey. I mean, it's like an hour away, though, isn't it? Two hours away? Jersey from here? Uh-huh. Literally less than 10 minutes away. Oh, never mind. To get into I'm Jersey. I'm completely wrong with my, my geographical layout of New York and New Jersey. <clears throat> New Jersey is a shithole, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, any final thoughts on that? I guess you pretty much wrapped it up, huh, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a shit show is what it was. Yeah. Guess it's time to wrap things up here for the day. I want to say thank you all for tuning in to this week's podcast. You can find me at Jazawato. You can find Vinny at Vinny Plays Vlogs. You can find Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk. And Ben wasn't here, but you can still find him at VidSigma. All of these are on Twitter, by the way, because Jordan didn't actually say it. Well, yeah, I mean, at. You know, I, I, I didn't specify yet. Instagram also Twitter. uses at. Yeah. Okay. Well, these are yeah, these are Twitter handles. Our YouTube's are linked on our Twitters, um, but they're basically the same, more or less. Um, I'm the odd man out. And yeah. Although Patrick isn't he's exactly the, the same either. Yeah, Ben's and mine are the only ones that line up really. Anyways, our 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 YouTube's are linked to our Twitters. If you want to follow us, get a hold of us, tweet us, check out anything, yeah, go to our Twitters. And be sure to check out the Free Flow Show. We will keep endorsing their podcast because it's really good. <laughs> And we love our buddy Marino quite a bit. Damn we'll see you guys next week, and Vinny missed that flag in. <laughs> Damn it! Don't forget Tim Westby, you cunt. And Tim Westby. Thank you. Well, I mean, we love Tim. You're not, we love Tim you're death, not loving him as much as you love Marino, apparently. He's going to feel left out. Well, I mean, I don't know if Tim wants to be mentioned a whole lot or not, so I didn't... Well, just I just mention I him every once in a while. It's like, oh, yeah, he's great. I guess so. Fair enough. Okay, so the main reason we watched the free flow or listened to the free flow show is because of Tim Westby. Maria's going to text back, like, he's going to make a shitty uh, Snapchat and he's going to look at the camera and he's going to start texting, like, um, we're going to have a conversation with I can't wait for that Snapchat. <laughs> I am, I cannot wait for that now. I am expecting that. Tim's uh, crying. Marino, you better do it. going to make Snaps. He's going to laugh at it. No, Marino's gonna laugh and he better Snapchat us with that face, like that confused face playing that in the background. Like you did like, last time you, with you, our you first know, episode You know that thing something. you do, Marino. You know that thing you do. But yeah, thanks again for tuning in this week, and uh, we'll see you next week where Ben might be back with us we'll again. See. Hopefully. That'd be nice. We'll see.